adventures, everybody. Did you like that opening music? That was June Nash's theme. Sounds like she's running away from something, I think. It was written by Laura Lynn Hardy, who is playing the vibraphone. It was produced by Billy Teichmiller, and I know I said that wrong. I'm so sorry, Billy. He also provided percussion, and it was recorded at Mill Kids Recording in Huntsville, Alabama. So thank you so much, guys, for that. And um, good to sort of see everybody. Um, I can see you. You can't see me. Wait, you can see me. I can't see you. That's how it goes. Um, what has been going on with me? Uh, my shin splints are gone. Yay. I'm back to running again. And um, uh, we did six miles this morning. But before you are impressed, that's running uh, intervals of uh, 30 seconds running, 60 seconds walking, sometimes 90 seconds walking. And with a uh, probably an average mile of like 13 and a half to 14 and a half minutes. So not impressive at all, but we're getting uh, ourselves back on track. We've got a, um, a half marathon this weekend and then our full marathon in January. So I'm looking forward to that. Let's see. Um, there were a couple comments that I forgot to talk about the last time. So let me find them. Um, oh, other way, oh, let's see. From episode three, the Beck 88 wrote, thoroughly enjoyed that. This was um, Todd explaining poetry. I've always liked poetry. Put music to Robert Frost's Two Roads Divided in a Yellow Wood when I was a kid. Remind me to dig that out and torture, I mean, share it with you sometime. Please do, Becky. Please do. Uh, she was a, a a singer. I'm sure she still is, but she toured and things in, in the 80s, I believe it was, and she's really good. So I would love to hear any music that she has written. Um, and then on episode four, when I read from Four Bullets and a Ghost, which I, uh, let's see... Patty wrote, it looks like I'm going to get hooked on more than the June Nash series. I love how you're developing Four Bullets and a Ghost. Fun show. I like it too. I, I'm really happy with that one. I had set it aside and thought that ah, I don't really like it. But then I dug it back out and said, you know what? I really do like that. So um, uh, I'll be working. I'll be sharing more of that one um, in the future. Um, I'm going to do a rave, but I'm going to pull my phone up and see if this will work because... It's on my Kindle. So, okay. So can you see this? And I'll put a, I'll put it in the, God darn it. There you go. This is like backward and upside down. Anyway, I'm reading Early Grave by Laurie Drake. And it's got werewolves. And um, it's a lot of fun. I'm going to just read really quick to you from her Amazon page. Okay. <clears throat> a paranormal killer, a pack running scared. Can she track down the murderer before the next strike? Joey doesn't need her werewolf pack to complete her. Fiercely independent, she's looking forward to a long supernatural life of adventure alongside her best friend since childhood. But when Chris is murdered in a dark San Diego alley, her hopes for the future shatter. As werewolves are notoriously difficult to kill, Joey's convinced his death was no random act of violence. On the hunt for the cold-hearted killer, 
she discovers her own family has been keeping dangerous secrets, and her friend's spirit still lingers, trapped and tortured. To release Chris from eternal suffering, can Joey solve the murder, the mystery of his murder, before a new breed of magical enemy wipes out her entire pack? Early Grave is the first book in the action-packed Grant Wolves urban fantasy series. If you like headstrong heroines, dark magic, and twists and turns you won't see coming, then you love Laurie Drake's gripping novel. And so far, yeah, I'm loving it. It's lots of fun. Let me figure out how to get back to this. Okay, here I am. So um, it's really fun. So uh, I hope to have Laurie on the show at a future date um, sometime soon. So um, check her book out, though, in the meantime. So I've got that. Um, we did comments. I really got to do something other than the sticky notes because um, this is going to eventually become a podcast, and I think the sticky note sound is going to be really annoying. But you won't have to watch me looking at the microphone like it's a person. So it's, I don't know why I keep doing that. There's nobody over there. It's the microphone. So um, anyway, this week on Books Cubed, I have got Rosie Zwadek, who is the voice of June Nash in the audiobooks. And um, I was really excited to talk with her and introduce you to her. And it's nice to put a face to a name. So um, without further ado... Here she is. Okay. How are you doing, Rosie? I'm good, Melissa. How are you? I am good. I am good. Um, as I said, uh, as I introduced you, you are the voice of June Nash. And I was very excited when you got in touch with me and was interested in doing June Nash's voice. She needed someone who had a sarcastic, annoyed quality to her. <laughs> You captured her very well. <laughs> very well. So tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I, wife, mother, been in the media industry for about 20 years now. Um, mostly the last 10, I've been working as a producer on film and TV. I uh, do a little bit of everything on the side, a little bit of acting. Um, well, depends on who you ask. I call myself an actor. My husband calls myself a waitress because those are the only roles I ever seem to get. But um, I also teach film and TV at the high school level. Nice, nice. And uh, was, uh, it wasn't though, was it, uh, How Does Snake was not your first time delving into audio? No, um, I, Piddled around with audio a little bit. I've gotten some radio spots back in Kansas. I used to read the newspaper for a blind organization. So I'd regularly come on and read the newspaper so that, uh, you know, for those that couldn't. And uh, I did some radio commercial spots before. Um, now I'm doing a little more radio spots. Um, but I'm really looking forward to getting into the, I, I, more audio books. I really enjoy the long form. Bit of a challenge, so it's a lot more fun. And they're great to, to listen to. I love audiobooks. I, I walk my dog and I'm driving in a car and I'm listening to audiobooks or I'm listening to podcasts. And uh, it's just, it's been wonderful. Just absolutely wonderful. Uh, now, on this show, I've done a couple of chapters that I've shared uh, of either works in progress or uh, current books that I have out. Right. And uh, I stumble <laughs> a lot over either talking too fast or I was reading an action scene in last week's episode and I was getting faster and faster and faster. And I had to really, I had to stop and cut it and slow myself down and try not to get too loud. 
and overwhelmed because I could see the mic levels just spiking as I was getting near the, the peak of the action scene. So what were the what was the, the most challenging thing for you as you tackled how to sex your snake? Well, what I found out was that, and I guess I've always known, in the third grade, I had a pretty severe lisp with my S's. I'd hold them on too long. And so um, that's actually something I still work with. Uh, I worked with a speech therapist and she did a phenomenal job. I was really bummed when I didn't have to go to speech therapy anymore. But those S's are, you know, some things that I still, if you're not too, if, you know, I'm not real careful, sometimes I'll really struggle with them. I know some authors like to put in lots of S's or phrases with a lot of P's for pops, or I'm sure nobody would do that on purpose. <laughs> hey, I removed the word cock-a-doodle-doo from this next one. So you don't have to crow. <laughs> Nothing like I trying to type it. I typed it and I giggled for a while, but I texted you. Nothing <laughs> uh, uh, like 15 takes to try to get that sentence you thought was funny. <laughs> Yeah, I think there was a sentence that every word started with the letter P. Yeah, that's the one yeah. I'm talking about. <laughs> which chapter it was. So the entire audiobook is just under six hours. Right. When someone listens to it, how many hours did it take you to record and to edit and to polish before you uploaded the files to our distributor? I think I clocked in right around 45, 46 hours, um, which does and does not sound like a lot. To be fair, I was learning a new program um, and kind of learning my way around it. So I don't expect the next one to take as long. But you also can't sit down and, and at least myself, I couldn't sit down and record eight hours a day. You know, I could really only record like two or three chapters at the most. And uh, that was if everything was right. At the time, I was recording in our audio studio at school, which was great most of the time. I do it after school except for when the band was playing and I, you just can't knock out that tuba. <laughs> but as you can see, now I have my own home studio. So no tubas nearby that I'm aware of. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, I can see the studio behind you there. Uh, what kind of mic do you use? Uh, that's a baby blue or a, it's just a blue microphone is what they call it. Oh. It's about a three, $350 microphone. Okay. Yeah. Mine's, um, I don't know. I don't know what mine is. It's about this tall. It's scary looking. <laughs> that that's helpful. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So the next June Nash book is uh how to square your grouper, and it's probably gonna be about the same length, I think. So uh you said you don't think it'll take you near as long to record this next one. Um, I'm gonna try a couple new techniques that I've learned on the way and I'm, I'm involved now with an audio recording group that you know we get together and have meetings so I can really bounce some ideas off of and really hopefully take it to the next level so uh, it still takes a while you still want to make sure it's edited well and, and everything else so it'll always be more than six hours or you know whatever the final product is but I'm hoping to knock it down um, not quite to 46. <laughs> Yeah, and it helps if I give you the final draft of the book, too. That would be nice. Yeah, I'm going to put in the next contract. No more changes. You know what? I, I like that word. It stays. <laughs> yeah, there were a couple times when I texted her, uh-oh, there's been a change. You need to re redo either this page or this chapter. And yeah, no, that, that's not going to happen this time. Good. Not at all. So 
you you talked about that you've been an actor, and mm -hmm. Rosie was in a or film. A waitress. Yes. A couple of films I've done. Rosie was in, right? I mean, you were in. I was not in Crewing Up, um, but uh, Finley Wade is when we met. Okay, so that one, yeah. And then I did a um, a pilot, uh, Limbo, that is still oh, in. Oh, that's Limbo. right. It's on a it's on a hard drive somewhere. <laughs> I guess we met at Limbo before Finley Wade. Yeah, that's right. we used we used um, your storage facility. That's right. the long, creepy halls and everything, and the dark, and it, it worked great. It worked great. Uh, it's still, like I said, in limbo because it needed color correction. I couldn't do it, and nobody else did it. And then my son took my editing computer and moved away. So that was that. So I'm going to write it as a book, though. So eventually, okay. so then you can just do the idea for that. So that'll work. But but what? Um, where was I going with this? Oh, so as it, you got some acting, I mean, you come from acting and. Um, how do you tackle the relationship? I mean, as an actor, and I worked as an actor too, you know, you read the role and and as an actor, it's easier to put, I think, yourself into the role because you've got visual. And and I was just listening to a podcast with, I want to say his name is Neil Ross, who just did the Academy Awards and he might have done the Emmys also. He's a voiceover. And he's been doing voiceover for eons and eons and eons and he was talking about there was a class he took a voiceover class and the teacher had the actor come up and the actor did the first monologue like it was a stage play and it was big and larger than life then he did the then he did it as as if it was a tv show and it was much more subdued then he did it as if it was a film with the camera in a close-up and he said you could barely hear the man and it was all face and body and the, the words were just so soft and whispered and then he did it as a radio and and then it was different again so it's all different it's all very different acting wise so how do you prepare for a role where no one can see you where it's all voice and you are well, an actor i mean you're not just the voiceover you are the actor of the book Right. And, and that, that is one of the creative things I really liked about it, the ability to put that in there. Um, first of all, I adore June, but she also drives me absolutely nuts. You know, and I think we have, we all have those friends that they're, they're good people. They're just sometimes make the stupidest decisions. Um, <laughs> so, um, but you gotta love them for who they are. You know, they're, they're well-meaning. And the fact that we can get inside June's head and see where her rationales are coming from, I think really helps to give her a good depth that uh, we can pull from. So it's, it's, I like June. I would also, she'd be one of those friends I'd be going, what are you doing? <laughs> but, um, yeah, but you also think back and you know, you know her, you know a little bit of her history, you know, her life growing up, her mom was not exactly the most caring and coddling and, you know, so um, you take all these, and I think it's good because nobody's all good, nobody's all bad, nobody's all an idiot, you know, and so you take all of these things together and you were able to weave that in and then you just pull it out to get somebody who's just trying to make it through life and she keeps getting put in these weird situations, some of her own making, some are not. So 
Um, I think it's a lot of fun. She's, she's, she's a, a neat gal. I like her. I love her. I think she's great. She also drives me absolutely insane. So. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, I, I don't think I can hang around with you. I don't think June would hang around with either one of us. I think that she's so, I don't really, I don't think she's like me either. I, I, not that she wouldn't like us, is that June, she's so lazy and she just she's wants so to apathetic. Everything and is just, you know, yeah. She, yeah, a lot of apathy, but you know, she's got her, her, her brother that she totally has thrown everything into supporting him and being behind him and just kind of, she hides behind him, yeah. you know? Um, now Morgan would be fun to hang out with. Morgan, I would party with. He's kind of hot too. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's fun in this one, in this next book too. And then in the third book, and um, in, this, in this next book, Cut a Square Your Grouper, there's a, a little, there's the B story. And in film, you have the A story, the main story, and you have the B story, and sometimes a C story, smaller things that are happening and in, as, as the main story is going along. And I needed something a little more interesting for the side story, so it involves Morgan, and then that becomes the A story in book three. So Morgan okay. kind of takes charge and drags June even more so um, into um, more shenanigans uh, that involve the International Space Station in book three. So <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm going up for a half marathon in November that I, I've got shin splints, so I'm dying. I've oh. been wearing, I wear sneakers all day long from the moment I get up until I go to bed and my I'm in pain and I keep my foot up and iced and, and ibuprofen. Yeah, I know. I was, I was in the middle of a long run and all of a sudden I would like just, it's like, I felt like I broke my leg. It was the weirdest thing. Yeah. So got shin splints. So I'm, I'm, you know, two miles at a time and I go really slow. It's a wide stance and I roll my foot correctly or a long stride rather roll my foot correctly. And, I have to do the next run though because it's a Cape Canaveral and we get to run through all the outer buildings and all the old areas that they used to use for different programs and things. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to wandering through there and taking lots of photos because there'll be things that happen throughout there and, and all that. Really? And yeah, so that, that'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that one. So that'll be, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I was hoping it would be to turn it into my editor. I'm going to see her in the middle of June, uh, in the middle of November. And I was hoping to have it finished when I see her, but I think that she and I are going to hammer out the story for the middle because I've got the beginning and the end and not all the middle done. So it's probably not till the end of the year, but I'm hoping sooner. So in the meantime, before I give you the, the uh, manuscript, what are you going to be doing next? Um, you know, the same thing I've been doing for the last quite a while. I've got my cleaning supplies and my cobwebs, and I'm waiting for the next June Nash series. <laughs> I need to go a little faster, but the good thing is that as I'm writing book two, I'm outlining book three. So then I'll be able to just roll, and book three continues just like book two did. It can just continues right along on a path. And then um, there'll be a short break while I write a spinoff series called Finley Way. Well, it's not called, it's called Four Bullets and a Ghost is the first episode. And I read a chapter from it last week. So if anybody, oh, let's see now. This may not go up for a couple weeks. So just look back in the shows. I'll put in the show notes the link 
to that first chapter, but it's about private detectives and ghosts and murder and... It's a great story. Yeah, all kinds of fun stuff, yeah. So that'll be next. So and now I know radio runs in the family. So your husband has a radio show. Yep, yep. How, what is that and how can we find it? Punk and Roll Radio Show with the Night Owl. And it's on Thursday nights, 99.1 downtown Tucson. And you can stream it online on your computer. So Thursday nights, Arizona time, 11P to 1A. We're huge in Australia. We mean that's, that's what he said. He was telling us. I said, oh my God, that's so great. Huge in Australia. So. In the show notes. And if you live in Australia, tell us why. Why is it so big there? I well, mean, probably because it's one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> drive time. So exactly. That's probably it. That's probably it. Drive time. Okay. Well, um, I think that um, if anybody's watching this, I hope somebody's watching this or listening. Um, we'll give away an uh, an e-copy, uh, not e-copy, excuse me, an audio copy of the book. Yay. So, um, yeah, I'll have the link in the show notes and um, it'll run for, I don't know, a couple weeks. So if you're watching this too late, I'm sorry, but if you join my mailing list, you have an option or an opportunity to win eBooks and, and other wonderful things and I'll have a link in the show notes. So. Um, uh, thank you so much for chatting with me today. We tried this one time before and um, it didn't work. She was in my practice for uh, my first show and it was all screwy and I introduced her wrong and oh my God, we <laughs> laughed and laughed and, and yeah, um, we didn't get much accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get much accomplished, no. So it's better. I need to make like a little booth like you've got so I can have behind me so I can have cool things behind me. I think I'll oh. build something. It's my recording studio and library. <laughs> I know, I know, but I mean, she has a really cool house, and it's this little cool cubby in her house. I've got this huge cavernous room behind me, and my voice is probably echoey, so I think that, and I have a little box for my, for my audio and stuff and everything to keep it from being too wild, but I think I need like a backdrop, some cool backdrop. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think about that. Come up with something, Melissa. <laughs> Maybe some, oh, some like PVC pipe and like some curtains and, you know, I can build something to go behind me. I love Home Depot, so I'll go play at Home Depot later today, maybe after I watch. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much. And when we get ready to release the next audio book, I'll have you back and I'll have you read just a little sample. Oh, sounds like fun. Okay. Okay, right. thanks so much. Thank you so much, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Rosie. If you have not heard my audiobook for How to Sex Your Snake, Rosie does a great job. So um, go ahead and leave a comment. Go ahead and subscribe to the show. Let me know what you think. Uh, let me know if you're reading any good books. I especially like, I would really like to feature indie authors. So if there's something good that I'm missing, and I'm trying to read as many books as I can, but my hours are a little limited. Um, so, uh, you know, anything uh, that's interesting out there, go ahead and let me know. So that's a great thing to leave in the comments for me. And um, let's see, I think that's it. And you guys have a really good week and go read a good book.